Now, obviously, you were in Kamloops to get a first-hand look at the overdose crisis and the battle being waged against it, uh, toured some of the facilities. I guess, first and foremost, uh, what did you kind of glean or, or draw out of your day here in Kamloops? Well, it was an incredibly moving day, Shane. I heard from people on the front lines of the overdose crisis. I heard from people who are living with addictions. I heard from families who've lost loved ones. I met with indigenous leaders and community leaders. And I am really struck by how much the community has come together to to try and respond to this worst public health emergency we've had in decades. And also how much there still is to do, how many gaps there still are in the system, and how we have to continue to escalate our response. All right. Uh, you mentioned you were in a round table. I know that uh, the mayor wanted some face time with you. Uh, you. As you mentioned, you talked to frontline workers. Uh, is there anything that uh, was put on the table in front of you that, that kind of um, sparked your interest and said, hey, you know what, uh, we are going to take a look at, at that particular thing? Well, everybody around the table had uh, really good ideas about what we need to do. Uh, the mayor and was there, so were First Nations leaders, so were first responders, fire, police, community agencies, people who work in addiction treatment, um, and they all had an awful lot to say, both about how we need to respond to the overdose crisis, but also very importantly about prevention that we need to be investing upstream to support our kids uh, in schools, to try and uh, identify mental health issues very early on before they become serious uh, mental health issues and addictions issues, and how we just really have to strengthen support everywhere along uh, the road um, from, you know, from our schools all the way to more uh, access to treatment for our young people, as well as recovery programs and treatment programs that are really are about wellness and that really are in the case of indigenous people based in indigenous culture and that are about involving traditional pathways to healing. I know the mayor wanted to bring up with you, and I don't know if he did, I'm assuming he did, uh, this idea of extending hours of operation for the overdose prevention and uh, mobile supervised injection sites and perhaps some monies for some more staffing to facilitate that, noting that the, uh, noting with me the overdose crisis isn't exactly a nine-to-five thing. The mayor did talk about that, as did several of the frontline workers, that people aren't in crisis at certain hours of the day. They can be in crisis at all hours of the day and need support at all hours of the day. And uh, what I'm really hearing is that our approach has to be flexible, that it really has to be based on uh, the needs of each community, uh, and that a lot of this is a lot of the best ideas are going to come from the community. And I certainly heard that from a community that is very passionate and is very dedicated and very engaged in solving this crisis and in building a better system for mental health and addictions. All right. What what are you going to take away from your Kamloops visit, Judy, that perhaps you're going to meld or morph or or work into an overall uh, increased strategy to battle this crisis? We need to be bold. We need to be innovative. We need to keep trying new things. We cannot allow as the mayor said, losing 40 souls in Kamloops to become the new normal, that's just not acceptable. We also, have to inv- we also have to invest upstream. We have to invest in prevention. We have to make sure that we have the supports there for our kids. And we have to make sure that, that we are really reaching everybody in, a, in the community with the message that 
we need to pe- pe- treat people who are living with addictions with the same dignity and respect and quality of care as we treat people who are living with any kind of any kind of physical illness and that we need to build a system where you ask once and you get help fast and where every door is the right door and when will that when will we see that system judy We've, we're starting to put some of the building blocks in place, and my mandate is to develop that strategy for a seamless, coordinated system for mental health and addictions over the next year with a particular focus on child and youth mental health. So you'll see some new investments for sure in the budget that comes up in February, um, but I'm also going to be listening and learning from people in Kamloops and from people across British Columbia to make sure that the strategies we put in place really do work on the ground. And I was so encouraged to see all of the amazing people in Kamloops who are battling this crisis every day and who themselves are caring for people with such passion and dedication with overcoming such huge obstacles. And I know that we have to give greater support to people on the front lines. I know the federal health minister spoke on the opioid crisis today, uh, saying that the government plans to support pilot projects that will provide safer opioid alternatives at supervised consumption sites. For example, uh, the administration uh, of drugs like heroin outside of a hospital setting. I'm curious what you think of that. A few weeks ago, I approved a guideline for the use of um, other forms of prescription medication for people for whom frontline treatments like Suboxone and Methadone aren't working. Those are injectable medications. And I've asked the health authorities to develop plans for how we can roll that out across British Columbia, including in interior health. So I've just got those plans back, but we certainly will in the months uh, to come be ensuring that there are other options, other medication options available for people. Our priority has to be to save lives. It's only if we save lives that we can get people into treatment and onto a pathway to hope. I don't know if there's room to grow here, but uh, the health minister federally also adding that uh, that they want to work with the provinces and territories, and I'll quote here, to find a better way to establish temporary overdose prevention sites if there's an urgent need. I don't know if there are communities with an urgent need for that, Judy, or not, but is, is that a, an avenue that you're willing to go down? There absolutely are avenues that need overdose prevention sites and safe consumption sites where they don't exist now. We've really been pressing the federal government to speed up approvals for exemptions for those sites. So that's very good news. We're working very closely with the federal government. We need to use every single tool at our disposal in order to deal with what is the worst public health emergency in decades. People are being poisoned on the streets. We have to ensure that that stops and we have to provide a wide variety of options for people in order to save lives and to put them on a pathway to healing. We spoke recently with a couple of Kamloops mothers who lost their sons to overdose crisis uh, last year, uh, and they're taking part in a national campaign, sending a picture of their son and a a blurb about their story uh, to the Prime Minister in hopes of getting this thing uh, declared a national health emergency. Uh, Should it be declared a national health emergency? Well, we certainly need to see the federal government uh, really step up to the plate in a major way. And for us, that means speeding up approvals for life-saving medications, speeding up approval for drug checking, speeding up approvals for doctors being able to prescribe methadone and suboxone, for instance, and really cooperating with us on a national anti-stigma campaign, because it's critical that we both reach people who are using alone, because the people who are dying 
the overwhelming majority of them are using alone, but also an anti-stigma campaign that reaches the population at large and that says this could be your mother, your father, your brother, your uncle, your loved one. No family is not affected, and we all have to step up to the plate and support these people together. And stepping up to the plate, Judy, does that also mean sort of enhancing the pilot project that you announced uh, earlier this week involving drug checking? I know that it would be offered through some of the uh, consumption sites around the province, but I understand you need to work with the federal government to kind of make that a little more robust. And it seems like they're willing to do that. Is, Is that another avenue to pursue? We will be rolling out drug checking to every safe consumption site across the province. Um, and this is really so that people who are living with addictions, uh, before they use drugs, they're able to know what it is that's in that drug. And um, evidence shows that when people know that there is fentanyl in the drugs they're about to consume, they either don't use or they use less. And that's an important step towards saving lives. Is that something that could possibly be moved into, I don't know, like the nightclub or bar scene so that people, uh, I know they shouldn't be using, but the weekend warrior types uh, so that they can check the drugs they're using? Right now, it's a pilot. this is a pilot project. We need to ensure that these test strips really um, meet the target, and we don't want people to be getting false negatives when, in fact, there could be drugs, poisons in the drugs they're about to use, where it actually should be a positive. So it's still a pilot project. We don't think we're ready yet to just hand them out because we want to make sure that we're doing good, not harm. Okay, my last question is just uh, pertaining to your Kamloops visit again. Uh, uh, this community, one of only two in the province with a mobile supervised injection site. Uh, I'm curious what you thought of that unit and, and what you heard of, of its use and effectiveness. Well, they've saved a lot of lives, that's obvious, and that's a very good thing. Nobody has died at a harm reduction site at the mobile, these mobile sites or any sites across the province. I certainly also saw firsthand what some of the challenges are that they have with it, with it being a mobile site. So that's one of the things that I will be taking back and will be taking a really hard look at. Awesome. Anything else you want to throw in there? Just, you know... I was just overwhelmed by the dedication and the compassion and the commitment to work together of the community here in Kamloops. I've been to Kamloops never t- many times, but this is the first time I've had the chance to sit down with such a wide array of people in the community, and what they share is just this absolute commitment to build a stronger community, and in the short term that means by saving lives. So I just want to, I take my hat off to people on the front lines of this crisis. They're doing an amazing job under very, very difficult circumstances. And um, the community should really be grateful to them because they are saving lives of our loved ones every single day. All right, Judy, thank you so much for the phone call. Always good to talk to you. Okay, thanks, Shane.